I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading four Psalms, Psalms 50, 53, 60, and 75. Psalm 50, the subtitle to this one says, A Psalm of Asaph. Verse 1, The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken, and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come, and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him. It shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself, Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he-goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee. When thou sawest a thief, then thou consentest with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such an one as thyself, but I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Now this one written by Asaph, but it sounds a lot like David, don't you agree? Well, here's what the Easton's Bible Dictionary says regarding the identity of Asaph. He was a Levite, one of the leaders of David's choir, we see in First Chronicles 6.39. Psalm 50 and then Psalms 73 to 83, inclusive, are attributed to him. He's mentioned along with David as skilled in music and a seer in Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 30. The sons of Asaph, mentioned in 1 Chronicles 25, 1 and 2, 1 Chronicles 20, 14, and Ezra chapter 2, verse 41, were his descendants, or more probably a class of poets or singers who recognized him as their master. Now, incidentally, 
Zion is a designation used in place of the word Jerusalem or the designation Jerusalem, defined in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 7, where it said there, Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. This psalm is about the judgment of God. A distinction is made here between those who keep the covenant of animal sacrifice as opposed to those who don't. If they were righteous, they would obey God in sacrificing. Here's a simple outline of this psalm. In verses 1 through 6, the righteous judgment of God is seen. In verses 7 through 15, a warning to the godly. In verses 16 to 21, a warning to the wicked. And then finally, in verses 22 and 23, the righteous judgment of God. It's interesting to note the balance and structure of the content from the outline of this psalm. Our contemporary lesson here is obedience. If you love God, just do what God says. One more thing. If you're looking for a God helps me in trouble verse to memorize, you can count on this one, Psalm 50, verse 15. It says this, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Then we have Psalm 53, which is actually a do-over. I'll explain in just a few moments. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician upon Mahalath, Moscow, a psalm of David. Verse 1, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them has gone back. They are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There were they in great fear, where no fear was. For God hath scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God hath despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Now this psalm ascribed to David in the subtitle here is paralleled to actually Psalm 14. As a matter of fact, it's functionally identical and virtually word for word. I've provided a comparison chart below to show you the comparison between Psalm 14 and Psalm 53, and you'll see that, that um, they're almost identical, down through verse 4. As mentioned earlier, Zion at the end of this psalm is a substitute name David used in place of Jerusalem. It's used over 150 times in the Bible, 38 of them in the Psalms. We also find portions of this one, this particular psalm, quoted in Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. This psalm speaks of man's inherent depravity. Now, regarding the usage of verses in Psalm 53 and Psalm 14, um, it's obvious that David drew heavily from one psalm to compose the other. We just don't know which one was written first. That brings to Psalm 60. You win some, you lose some. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician upon Shashanadath, mictum of David, to teach, when he strove with Aram Nahareum and with Aram Zobah, when Joab returned and smote of Edom in the valley of Salt 12,000. Verse 1, O God, thou hast cast us off, thou hast scattered us, thou hast been displeased, O turn thyself to us again. 
Thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. Thou hast shown thy people hard things, thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth, Selah. That thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand and hear me. God hath spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem, and meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Philistia, triumph thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, which hast cast us off? And thou, O God, which didst not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. The introduction to this psalm, written by David, sets it up very nicely. But first, let's look at a couple of unfamiliar words in the introduction from Easton's Bible Dictionary. First, let's look at miktum, means a writing, a poem or song found in the titles of Psalm 16 and Psalm 56 to 60. Some translate the word golden as in precious. It's rendered in the Septuagint by a word meaning tablet inscription or a stelograph. The root of the word means to stamp or grave, and hence it is regarded as denoting composition so precious as to be worthy to be engraven on a durable tablet for preservation, or as others render, a psalm precious as stamped gold, from the word kethum, which means fine or stamped gold. Then we have this other word, Shushan Edith, it means lily of the testimony, and it's the title found in this psalm and only this psalm. The remaining names and places referred to in this psalm allude to David's successful battles found in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1-14, through 14, and 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 16, and also 1 Chronicles chapter 18, verses 1-13. through 13. Apparently, the successes were not always immediate. This psalm is presented as a community lament in which the people pray for God's success after an apparent defeat. Whatever it may have been used for after David wrote it, he's praying for victory over his enemies. And here we're told in verses 6-10 through 10 that God will not only aid Israel in the defeat of their enemies within their borders, but also Moab, Edom, and Philistia. Incidentally, verses 5-12 through 12 here comprise Psalm 108, verses 6-13. through 13. As a matter of fact, Psalm 108, 1-5 through 5 is comprised of Psalm 57, verses 7-11. through 11. Now, I've provided a comparison chart, but in order to see that comparison chart, you need to click on the notes for Psalm 108, and there I show the comparison of the double usage of the mixture of those psalms, Psalms 108, 57, and 60. And uh, that, by the way, if you're curious, is the reading for July the 11th. Now we read our last psalm for today, which is uh, Psalm 75, Judgment's Coming. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician, Altusketh, a psalm or song of Asaph. Verse 1, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. 
When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, Lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high, Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, Nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge, He putteth down one, and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, And the wine is red, it is full of mixture, And he poureth out of the same, but the dregs thereof. All the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. This is another psalm of Asaph, and we talked about Asaph earlier when we were looking at Psalm 50. There's another unfamiliar word appears appearing in this introduction, and it's um, the word autosketh. Here's the entry that we find in the Easton's Bible Dictionary regarding that. Autosketh means destroy not. It's the title of Psalm 57, 58, 59, and 75. It was probably the name of some song to the melody of which these psalms uh, that we've just listed here were to be chanted. Now here's a brief outline of this psalm. Uh, God is the righteous judge in verses 1 through 3. There's a warning to the wicked in verses 4 through 8. Therefore, I will praise God in verses 9 and 10. If you ever wonder who's in charge, just read verses 6 and 7. Here's what it says. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. The message of this psalm is simple. At God's appointed time, judgment will come upon the wicked. It all washes out in verse 10, which says... All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.